Hey guys, welcome back to Table Talk with Tiffany. I'm your host, Tiffany Taylor, and this is Table Talk. This podcast hopes to serve a purpose by being a virtual table where I can gather my friends around and we share stories of courage, inspiration, and faith. I'm so excited to have you joining me today. Let's Table Talk. I have my friend and past roommate, G, on uh, Zoom today, and um, I'm really excited about this. This kind of flipped into a little um, joke because I was going to interview her, and then she flipped the switch, and she said she wants to interview me, and it, it did feel kind of right to do that because we're going to finish season one of the podcast, and so I'm like, okay, let's roll with that, and so I don't know exactly what we're talking about today, but I know that G is going to ask good questions like she always says. And I mean, if anything, you get to listen to an, uh, an episode long of a good Australian accent. So I guess here we go. Um, I'm gonna flip it over to you. Just cannonball it into your living space. Yes, love this. Um, yes, yeah, so everyone hi I'm G yeah. uh Tip and I were obviously roommates we met in at BSSM uh Tip was my very first friend that I met in Reading and I actually love the how we met story um because she picked up a random Australian from San Francisco because the Lord told her to and I mean that's like a big move right like I think about it and go the obedience on that because she could have picked up a dud like <laughs> I know. <laughs> could have picked up someone that was the worst conversationalist for four hours. Like I that. Mean, sleep. I know, for like for like an hour. I know. But anyway, we had some good chats. I think as soon as we had that conversation and we, we spoke about games and life, I was like, oh, this is a good one. And it's been amazing getting to know you. So Tim, I just have a few questions. I think um, you know, you started this podcast and I think it's been really awesome. Obviously interviewing a lot of our mutual friends and hearing you know, just the different things on their lives and um, what God's really planted in them. So I guess um, to backtrack and like do a bigger picture question is like when you started this podcast, um, what did you feel like you wanted the purpose to be? Like what was the, the end result? What did you want the listener to walk away um, taking away from your podcast? Mm-hmm. This is so fun to me um, because honestly, I started the podcast because I just wanted my friends to meet my friends. Like, truthfully, I was listening to another podcast. I love podcasts and I listen to them often. And somebody had said something like really wise and profound and it got an ooh and awe from the audience. And I thought, I feel like I've literally heard that from one of my friends. Like, I feel like this piece of advice is to the same caliber that I'm getting advice in my everyday life and the difference between me and my friend and me and this person on the podcast is that this person on the podcast has a 15-year music career. He just came out with a new album. He has a platform and someone's invited him on the podcast, which is great. And people like that's a way of living and I totally support it. I'm not condemning that at all, but I thought a lot of my friends like carry wisdom. They they are doing um, life with the Lord in a 
in an intimate, beautiful way that's producing really good fruit. And for whatever reason, um, not that we're seeking any platforms, like don't hear me when I don't say that, but um, I just felt like I have, I have a lot of really good, wise people in my life who do normal everyday things, who are choosing God in the everyday life, who are like working out faith in their own way, who, who've gone through things that have like shaped them into who they are to be. And why do they, why do they not get to have their stories told? Mm. And, um, and what I did with my relationships and what I did with my time, like these ideas that he talks about with the time and the talents, like they really aren't just money. It's what has God put in your life and how are you stewarding it? And so I, I just recognized, like, I have a lot of people in my life who I really look at as gifts. And I recognize that, um, not a lot of people, well, not all people, can say that about their circle. And that truthfully breaks my heart. And I think I just recognized that the people in my life are gifts to me and I want to market them as best as I can, <laughs> you know, like not for any, not, not for like me to get to heaven and God say, Oh, you like you uh, were ill. You, you treated, I don't know, like you were, you meant to, you manipulated your relationships to gain a reward. That's not it. But I do believe that he's going to look at my life and say, how did you steward your relationships? How did you um, steward your time and your money and your giftings? And one of my giftings is to gather people and to connect people and to host people. And so that doesn't mean just having dinner or having game nights. Like it means connecting people to great people. And so, yeah. And also like I grew up in Houston have a couple of different friend groups here, lived in Reading for three incredible years, have an amazing community there. Even there, not everyone knows each other. And so I just felt like, oh, what if I started intermingling people, you know? And it also came as a confirmation, like three weeks in, I had my friend Sam on the podcast and, uh, I had just recorded Stacy and I was meeting with Sam, like just to hang out, something like that. Stacy and Sam are like really close together. And Stacy's one of my best friends in Reading. Sam is one of my best friends in Houston. Sam was in Reading for two years with Stacy and I. So two of my best friends. And I told Sam about Stacy's podcast. And I said, Sam, do you know Stacy? Just like trying to get a gauge. Have you guys ever crossed paths? And she said, no. I think that was the most shocking thing to me because I'm looking at two incredible people. And I think these two magnificent people, like who I just I adore, <laughs> I love them. I love them to pieces. Um, they don't know each other. Okay, if anything, I'm happy to introduce them, you know, because. I think great people need to know other great people and learn from each other and share stories. Because again, like I believe those two women will be writing books and leading movements and speaking on stages, but right now is not the time, but that doesn't mean that their life isn't worth learning after right now. And so, yeah, I just think this whole thing was birthed out of an admiration of my friends and like, 
I feel like every time I look at my friends, I see this hylographic. Is that what it's called? Yes. Like a oh a hydroglyphic. Is that it? I don't know what you're talking. I don't know where you're going with that sentence. (laughs) Um, Hieroglyphic. You're. It's like an Egyptian. Yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I feel like I, I see like, okay, G, Australian, daughter, giftings, anointings, talents, stories, history. And it just like runs down the list. And it just, I'm like, oh my gosh, this person has so much to offer to the world. Well, how can I be a conduit of that? Like, how do I just like, how do I move that to the world? And so I feel like this podcast is just a little effort to do so. And I mean, I hope it's been helpful and fruitful and I'm enjoying it, if anything, so. Good. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I think honestly, like, um, I think if anything, the podcast speaks to your ability and calling to like sit amongst giants. And that's not to say that um, all your friends are giants, myself included, but you know, some of them are. I'm not talking about me necessarily, <laughs> but, I'm <saying> that. <laughs> but I'm saying that and I'm like trying to say it, but not like sound prideful. Anyway, it's fine. Um, I think if anything, it speaks of your ability to recognize the greatness in who you're like sitting at the table with. I think that's really, really special and important because especially in a world that we live in today, we live in Instagram culture where it's comparison. It's he said, he said, she said, you know, media, like all this stuff. And at the end of the day, it almost feels like everyone's trying to cut down the person next to them to make themselves feel better. Yeah. And I feel like this podcast is like the complete opposite, like flip the switch of like, I recognize that you're great and you're great and that does not diminish my greatness. Like we'll actually rise together and we will celebrate each other. And in that we actually build more strength and we build um, together. And whether like, you know, Stacey and Sam become best friends or they're just connected through you, there's still this, we're literally championing each other. Like even Mm -hmm. that episode with Mallory, I was like, this woman is incredible, like big fan, don't know her, may never meet her, Mm -hmm. but I get to celebrate her story and hear her story where otherwise I wouldn't have been able to hear her. So I think that's really like special and encouraging to hear there are other people like me who don't have a public platform right now mm-hmm. might in the future but getting to hear the before if there is one yeah. or hearing their faithful stewardship of their lives where a public platform will never like announce that to the world 100 percent, 100 percent. i think like with with our current like social media platforms and conference culture and there's just like the Christian media, we kind of deem success like, oh, I've made it in the Christian influence world when X, Y, or Z. Yeah. And God just doesn't name that. Like sometimes I almost think the, the more hidden you are, the more reward you'll have in heaven because you had, you, you are doing it for an audience of one. And yeah, I mean, I, I value everyone's story who's like choosing the Lord no matter what no matter if they're getting paid to or not. And yeah, I just, I think I'm here for that. I think I'm, I think because one of my core values is faithfulness and doing the same whenever it's not seen, I'm like, oh, you're not seen right now and you're doing it. Let me celebrate that. So 
yeah i think that's that really speaks of who you are for sure and i've told you that before mm-hmm. like just seeing your consistency and faithfulness in your own personal walk with jesus like forever amazed at your like discipline to to continue to do the small things to do it without being seen without being noticed because that's just who you are like it is I think faithfulness literally leaks out of you in every part of your life so I love that it's leaked into a podcast where people that may never actually meet you get to hear about it through the lives of your friends so I love that um I guess a question another one that I have would be um in the building of this podcast has there been any um challenges struggles or opposition in your own like person externals does that make sense like internally and externally has there been anything that's made it harder and has made the decision more costly to you yes three things come to mind number one like practicals graphic design uh uploading podcasts editing podcasts all of that like the uh administrating of the podcast has been hard um the internal, like, what is this person going to say? And is it appropriate? And then um, the third one, what is it? Well, it'll come back to me if so, but those two come to mind, like the actual getting it off the ground. Um, But, oh, and then the third one was at the beginning, like normally I like to have things all set out and perfect and in a row and with this podcast because I didn't know how to do the graphic design the copy the um, administrative the editing like those things held me back so maybe it's like a 2b but the initial like getting off the ground was hard because it wasn't all put together and so I mean I it was literally this it, it was in my room it was immediately I paused the other podcast I started on mine and I was like I'm doing it like I'm just I think just deciding to do it was initially what had to be done because it had been pushed off for so time for so many times but yeah like the internal oh I I I know that like I come from a Baptist background I know that I went to Bethel who is not Baptist, who's more non-denominational. Um, I recognize that we're all part of the same kingdom. We're all Christian. And the ways that people walk out their Christian faith are different from one another. And so I'm not going to quench what God is doing. I'm not going to quench his spirit from moving, even when it makes me uncomfortable. And so that's been an interesting thing to, to tell my friends, like, nothing's off the table right now. Like we can, we can talk about anything. We can talk about, we can talk about anything. And so not having control in the conversation has been also really huge because I like to have control. So (laughs) So what has that like taught you? Obviously you've had to let go of control. Have you like, and and even administrative, I remember like waking up one morning, obviously time zones I remember waking up to a text from you saying I might need your help with graphic design and then I was like yeah cool let's chat and then like two weeks later you literally had like this full you just did it and I was like love that like you literally like you asked for help and then we like it just didn't happen quickly which is you know life and then you just took it and you just ran with it and you're like you know what 
it doesn't have to be perfect it just has to be done and I yeah. love that yeah. <laughs> like, like that mentality of like let's just let's just do it because that's what obedience is like God's not asking for some picture perfect like yes some things here are, like there's excellence but I think excellence is doing the best with what you've got and you had Canva you have Zoom exactly anchor and you just be like you know what you did it and I think even before that you were encouraging me to start a podcast and I was like yeah cool like just not my time don't have the time space for it but like you just I think you realized in encouraging me to do it that you like because you kept bringing it up for yourself but you just like sideswiped it next thing and then you just did it one day and I'm like she's just doing the darn thing and I love it I literally sent our group like here's my podcast out of nowhere she recorded this little like trailer like you know the intro saying like, this is what this podcast is about and I'm like what just get it done like you just did it like why like I mean I'm the same so I fully relate you know make sure everything's lined up and perfect before you even take the first step but just so like I think sometimes God asks us to step out on the water and he'll build the bridge as we start stepping like that's true you know and all, he'll bring we, people he'll bring people who can, who know how to build the bridge together, you know, like I, I hope that at some point I don't have to do all of it because, you know, you got to bring people in where you're weak so that like bring in their strengths. So I'm like, but yeah. Someone come and administrate for me. Like, I know you can, but it's just like someone else come do it. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess like, what's one thing that you've really like had to, like like learn and um like intentionally do through those like kind of barriers like to get over those barriers yeah I just feel like the it the comparison to what I think it needs to be doesn't need to be like really I don't care if 30 of my best friends are listening to this podcast that's fine you know I think I've just like the idol of perfection has just been chipping away and I don't I don't care I don't care if the audio is super fuzzy I don't like I'm not doing this to make money you know like I I just don't care um now again there's things to do in excellence but for me um the evil twin of excellence perfectionism has stolen a lot of my life in regards to the getting things off the ground. And so, yeah, I think like in, in this whole process, I've learned that I don't have to be perfect. I can launch a podcast on Tuesday and then the next one, the next Friday, and then the next one, two weeks after that on Wednesday. And um, if that's the way it goes, the way it goes, if I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's what I've learned is just like, don't, don't compare myself to what I think what I think no one has told me that no one has told me this is what it needs to be but yeah and honestly like here's another story like I'm not a professional podcaster I'm an everyday person who's living life for God so just like the guy on the podcast he was on a professional podcast he's a professional musician and my whole point is to bring on everyday people who are living life normal who are a freelance graphic designer who is a resident director at a college who's 
you know, an insurance agent at so-and-so like everyday people. And so no one's asking me to be professional either. I work at home in real estate and social media and podcasts on the side, you know? And so I think like the same standard that I brought my friends on to, I'm, I guess I'm also holding to myself. That's really good. What's, um, what's one thing that you have just discovered about yourself and about God in this whole process? Is there anything that's been like a sweet surprise? Like, oh, I didn't realize like that's something that I learned that was beautiful or um, just like a new revelation or anything along those lines. Um, I've learned about myself in this process. Um, I've learned like my, about my interview skills and um nothing like terrible just I guess brought awareness to um I've also recognized that my active listening doesn't translate on audio like I'll nod my head on zoom I'll get my eyes big on zoom but it doesn't translate to a voice or a sound on audio and since nobody else is on this zoom call with us I would love for that to translate so Mm -hmm. I don't really know but um to be a better host would mean active listening in a different way and maybe that's hopping off a video call and getting on an audio call you know because you can see my face you can see like how excited I am about things so that's one thing I've also recognized in God that like whenever you're flowing in his giftings that he has for you things really are easy like of course, there, it takes work to like administrate the podcast, but whenever, because I just like to talk to my friends about what he's doing in their life or the, the things that he's walking them through, it feels like his grace is on it. It just feels like his um, anointing is there with us. And it's, it was fun last week whenever I started the Instagram and I pulled some quotes from every podcast and those weren't just willy-nilly like I I actually took time and listened and then waited for like the glory weight to drop and I was like oh that's it and I just typed it and so I think since learning about God's anointing and whenever he's quote on something whenever his spirit is on our words that's like the best feeling ever whenever you know that has transpired in our relationship in our conversation in our offline conversation um in a sermon but you know when the weight drops and that's called like the anointing of god and so it's been really fun so whenever i listen back to those podcasts i was like waiting for the for the spirit to hit the person's words and for them to overlap and I would write it down and so I think it's trained my ear to like wait and hear for his weighted glory to come on our words and I think that's been a fun practice but yeah I mean I guess it's just beautiful to see yeah um his story be played out in every person's story like 
he's multicolored and so it looks looks different in every color of a person kind of you know so yeah um two things for those who don't follow tiffany on instagram it's at table talk tiffany <laughs> quick shout out to instagram <laughs> and also um for someone that hasn't um you know we're talking about that weighted glory drop like for someone that maybe has never tangibly or consciously known what that is how else would you describe it like what like let's I don't know maybe invite people into what that what that means to hear God to to wait for that because like I know what you mean mm -hmm. and I could try and explain it but I think I would love for you to just maybe break down like what what it means to like hear God's voice and obey because I believe that you like obedience is something that you do really well but that means in order for you to obey, you have to hear. Mm -hmm. So like, how are some ways that you actually, I, like, that, oh, this is actually God speaking or the spirit's on this and I'm just going to operate in it. And obviously the measure of trust and faith that comes with that. What would you, how would yeah. you explain that? Okay. Thank you for asking that. I think a couple of different things. Um, you know, when you're in a sermon and the preacher says something and you're like, wow, it's because it hit something in your heart that was on cruise control at that point. Um, or whenever you're reading a scripture and something just like is highlighted differently, it's like it hits your heart again in a different way. Um, or like whenever we're literally talking to our friends about God and they're giving us advice and we just think, wow, that like, again, it hits your heart different or it hits your stomach different or, or whatever, wherever that feeling is that you feel like it moves you in a certain way. Um, it makes you jump back a little bit. It makes you check again. It makes you say, say that again. That was really good. Um, and it can literally be so simple, but I've heard it said like, here's where I wish everyone was on Zoom with us, but we have in one column, we have our words. And then on, on another column, we have God's words. And they're, they're, the, they're different. But whenever our words come and overlap into his words, that's where the anointing is. Because the anointing is only God. Like We can't be anointed without him. The anointing is only whenever we are smeared in in God. Like it's where he takes his glitter and he puts it on us. That's what the anointing is. So we're only operating in the anointing when we're holding hands with him, whenever we're operating under his leadership and his authority. And we cannot be anointed without him. It says that he does give us power and authority and um, leadership roles and blah, blah, blah. So um, so in that, I think that whenever you're hearing something and you hear somebody say whatever, and it hits your heart and you find yourself taken back, you find yourself writing it down, you find yourself not wanting to forget it, you find yourself, um, just it hitting your heart different. I would pay more attention to times like that because that is, that is, I would say that's God's anointing words coming. That's when man has partnered with the anointing of God and um, 
God overrules and he breathes on it in a different way. Yeah. Is that better? That's great. I love that. And I guess then on that question, how would you explain to someone to differentiate um, the spirit being on something and then also the conviction that comes with that and then shame? Because, you know, when someone said something, sometimes it can hit us, but in a way that doesn't feel encouraging. It doesn't feel uplifting. It doesn't feel like, I feel like when, when like I remember Dilan, our other roommate, when she said something over text one time and it like hit me in the gut and I'm like, I needed to hear that. And that was painful, but I did not feel an ounce of shame. But there are other times where like, can you help maybe differentiate when it's like, okay, that's actually that's hitting us in a shame way and that's hitting us in a really good conviction, holy anointing way. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, that's a really weighted question. I almost don't feel qualified to answer it because they, yeah, they might like hit you in a certain way. One makes you want to cringe up. One makes you want to hide. One makes you want to separate. Um, and I feel like the other makes you curious and the other makes you feel connected to God in a new way. And shame is, is always from the devil. No, God is not giving shame to his children. And so if, if it's causing you to, if it's stealing anything from you, joy in your friendships, disconnection in your friendships, then it's shame. Um, Delon was the queen, is the queen of calling us higher into our identity in God, into our rightful place. And so sometimes, yeah, I mean, she and other people can um, bring a correcting word and it, not all correcting words have the anointing on it either, but maybe a correcting word would not bring shame. Um, it also could bring shame. And it's the soil of your own heart that would allow the word to come into you or would you reject it? So I think there might be like more elements to that on what drives shame, how it, you can say something mean and hateful to me right now, but I can not receive it as shameful because of my own soil and my own heart. But if you said the same thing and my soil was not, or it, was, it wasn't good, then I could receive it as shameful. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess keeping a pure heart towards God and just like, I think this goes into all of, of, of the discussion of like, how do people hear God? Um, and that's such a weighty and big discussion and something I, am, I didn't grow up knowing about. Um, because it's so different to so many people. And so that might be something different, but yeah. yeah. I love that. Um, I just, I think it's really in, like really interesting to, um, to discover what hearing God's voice means. And obviously we have so many voices in the world today. We've got, and I think more than we've realized, like I think there's a statistic somewhere about how many messages we're receiving daily by the news, advertisements, signs, media, people, like, and we've got social media, like we actually like choose to receive thousands of messages every day um, through our phone. And I think like oftentimes we forget the, um, 
we forget the the need to actually stop and hear God's voice and have that voice be the loudest. Mm-hmm. And as a quick like encouragement sidebar, and I'll ask you another question after this. But I had a um, spoke with a friend yesterday who is in America and she's currently um, pregnant, and she was just sharing the story of how babies when they're first born they're like they can't see right it's black and white it's shapes they don't actually like the six weeks they're basically blind um and but they know their mother's voice because they've heard it for nine months and they they know the source from which they came Mm -hmm. it's just like we were created to hear God's voice like we were created like we came from him just like a baby coming from a mother's womb we were created to hear his voice and yet in life we forget we become overwhelmed we just but like it's paying attention to the 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 gut feeling of god is on this and i don't know how to explain it but he's on it i'm leaning into the curiosity i'm leaning into to wanting to hear more because there's something on that that i like i just i know there's more Mm -hmm. and i think we in the busyness of life can get so caught up in everything else that we actually don't pay attention to that like that still small voice, that that movement in our spirit of like that is something I need to pay attention to and I want to go deeper in. And I guess um, my question for you is, you know, obviously you've had an upbringing in um, Baptist roots, you went to BSSM, and obviously you mentioned earlier they're two very different kind of worlds. Um, have you always felt like, you know, you've heard God um, in your own walk? What does that look like, discovering that you hear his voice and like listening to it and obeying it and stuff like that. Like what's that discovery kind of been for you? Yeah. I mean, I feel like every believer has the ability to hear God, no matter what denomination they grow up in. And um, every denomination has their beautiful worship practices. Like I just talked to a friend who her boyfriend um, is Catholic and he doesn't like the big worship, but he, he finds, um, worship in reading like um what are they liter liturgies yeah yeah and like loves loves taking communion together and that that is this that is fulfilling his like quote worship uh experience um so let me just disclaim there like that every denomination and every believer has the ability and um, practice of hearing God. Yeah. For me, um, yeah, I'm thankful that I grew up in a Christian home and in, um, inside the church. Like if I could have been born in the church, like, and the days were right, it would have happened, you know? Um, but I remember I was in junior high and my friend Joey would always say, God, God told me this, or God talked to me about this. And I was talking to Lord about this or blah, blah, blah. And I was so curious. I, he, we sat on the bus together and I thought, what does he sound like? Because I don't think I've ever heard him before. Does he talk audibly? I, I really thought he talked audibly. And um, it wasn't until college that I felt like I heard the, the Lord for the first time. And that was just a season of like, okay, Lord, it's, it's me and you. I'm in a new place. I'm uh, on my own. I'm not going to my parents' church. I'm 18 and kind of independent. And so let's, let's go. And for me, like that season was so sweet. It was like me and Jesus, like honeymoon almost. 
And I remember him just saying in my heart, in that quiet, still voice, I want to teach you about your identity. And we walked through Ephesians and I just started learning. I'm chosen. I'm redeemed. I'm bought with a price. I'm redeemed by the blood. I'm filled with the spirit. I'm created for good works. Like I'm, I have weapons of warfare and, um, I, I didn't know that before. And so I think for me, the, the training of hearing God's voice really came from training in the Bible. And, um, that's what I love about the Baptist denomination is that they train you in the Bible. And I think that in this day and age, whenever we stray from the Bible and we say we hear God's voice, I uh, would probably not, I would probably have more questions, follow-up questions for that person, like, because um, of many different things. But yeah, so for me, that was the, that, that has been the process of training my ear to hear him, um, not just through the Bible, but reading the Bible, praying, writing out my heart and my feelings and my emotions and my journey. Um, what was the second part of your question? I don't know. I just loved your answer. Okay. Um, I guess, like, I guess what you kind of covered is um, like, oh. how have you learned to hear God's voice? Yeah. I do want to say, um, I remember when I was a little girl, I got saved when I was like four or five. Um, mm. And I remember asking Jesus over and over again, probably, probably 15 or 20 times, like, okay, Jesus for real this time. I don't know if I meant it before. I don't know if you heard me before, but like for real this time, come into my heart. I want to serve you. Like I did it over and over and over again for a period of time. Just and imagine Tiffany with their big eyes being like, Jesus. <laughs> for real this time. Like oh. if, I, if I didn't mean it last time or you didn't accept it last time, except this time, you know, come into my heart this time. And I remember one time he um, showed me like it, I don't know if it was a dream or a prayer or something, but I remember it in my, in my memory. Um, he showed me the scene in Cinderella where the pumpkin turns to a carriage and he just told me, you are new. You are transformed. Like, yes, I have you, you are mine. And from that point on, I never asked him into my heart again. And so even at a young age, I mean, God was talking to me and he, he was with me. And even in junior high and college, I was like searching him and like seeking after him and loving him and worshiping him and serving the church and going after him, you know, but uh, it, it was more of a journey starting in college where I started to have a more uh, I guess intimate relationship with him but I just remember that moment when I was younger and I treasure that because it was just probably my first um first time that the Lord showed me such things like that so that was really beautiful I love that I think it's really really important that you like obviously you made that disclaimer of like we all hear God and different practices of how we approach God interact with him is not less than it's just like that's the body right there's yeah. beauty in the body and the variety and like we often look at other churches and we're like oh but you don't do this and we do this and it's like but that's the body yeah the church has different expressions and that's like that's what makes us 
unique and that's like literally in the bible where it's like you'll be known by your love for each other it's because we love despite differences we love past um externals we literally love because we are family and that's what family is right and then secondly i loved the um the like discipling and hearing his voice through the word i think that's so important because i think oftentimes we get scared of like was that god or was that me i don't know but it's like is it aligned with truth that's the first question right yeah okay if it's aligned with the bible if it's outside of the bible and it's not doesn't align then just like maybe don't give it as much attention just like let it let it settle let it go because i think the word is ultimate truth that's what our faith is founded on and if we're not sifting through the word then we could end up in some really dangerous stuff so like i love that that, like that being discipled because then that like that literally transition transitions into everything like our thought life our relationships our friendships the way we approach work where we approach money like yeah. being discipled by the word like and we had this discussion the other day on Marco Polo like we live in a society that's discipled by social media mm-hmm. and this like constant scrolling and looking and instead of actually feeding on the truth yeah um and that it's Jesus right so um I think that's really important and a really easy tool for anyone to do like it's not reserved for the elite it's not reserved for the Christian of 10 years it's literally accessible for every believer to hear his voice yeah that comes with the territory of like being a child right like yeah 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 I just um met with a girl a few weeks ago because we were in Bible study together and uh, we were talking about this topic, like, let's be in prayer and uh, I want you to listen for God's voice and I want you to listen to what he says about the insecurity that you're, you're facing. <coughs> and um, she got really sad because she didn't hear him and believed a lie that said that she can't hear from him. So we met for coffee later and um, I mean, it was just precious. She is a somewhat new believer and we, I could just tell like she, um, she needs discipleship and that's okay. Like I'm, I'm so happy to do that. And so we're sitting in, in Starbucks and we're reading the Bible and I'm just explaining to her who Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John are, like, they're Jesus's friends. Uh, Then there's a guy named Paul, and he wrote the other half of the New Testament, and this is who Paul was. These are who those guys were, and just uh, telling her, like, it's not just the Gospels. Uh, It's a story. It's like a personal journey, or a personal journal of someone following their friend around for three years, and writing down everything they did. And it's told four different times from four different people. And then this one guy is like ISIS and going to kill Christians on the way to it. He gets struck by a blinding light and gets blinded, goes to a Christian's house. The Christian is what's supposed to trust him. Yeah. And then he heals. He prays for him. He gets healed. And then that same guy writes the New Testament. Okay. So that's kind of bizarre. Yeah. (laughs) we're, We're reading this. And we're just talking through, like, let's, let's take away, like, the, um, the, the separation between us and 
the word, like it, it is available to every single person. So we're yeah. sitting there and she says, um, wait, so if he can talk to that guy who was killing Christians, he can talk to me. And I thought, yes, he can. Yeah. And we sat there and she, we prayed together and she heard the voice of the Lord for the first time. And it wasn't this big, loud, audible voice. Like we all hope it would be. It was the small thing in her heart. And she started um, getting so giddy and joyful and excited and she knew it was him. And so, yeah, for anybody who's like wanting to hear from the Lord, like it's so easy. It, it really is so easy. It starts with the prayer, like, Lord, open my heart. I'm your child. And I, it's part of my childhood that I get to hear from you and then let him talk to you. Lead, let him lead you. Yeah. It's just so beautiful. I think it's like such a gift that we, we get to like, we think about it in like simple, like we get to literally like commune and communicate with like the creator of the world. Like what? It's pretty <laughs> like, wild. Yeah. Like, you know, we like, you know, bring it down into, you know, we, we can't communicate with someone that is high up in authority in the, um, in like maybe the worldly constructs. Like we don't get to talk to the president of the United States. We don't get to talk to some A-list celebrity, but we get to talk to the creator of the world. Like, yeah. Like that's because he's our dad. Yeah. Like he's my dad. <laughs> Let me talk to my dad. <laughs> yeah. It really is so like, wild. Like to think that he's sustaining the universe right now. Like yeah. he's making sure everything is spinning. He's making sure things are working in order. He's making sure stars are either held up or falling. And he's also like really worried about the matters of my heart. Wow, okay, like that's just really powerful. Yeah. That we have a God like that. Yeah, like is, he's, he's the God of the big, or he's the God of the intricate. Like going back to the example of my friend who's having a, who's growing a child, I'm like, even that like he's still creating like this child is literally being formed in her womb like that is just when you think about the detail and the way that he is so involved in every detail and we're like but you're god you're big like you don't have time for this and he's like no i have time for this and this is what i care about um and i just i'm like who are you yeah <laughs> you're too good like you're literally too good to be true but you're true you are true yeah. Yeah, and my life is actually like based on who you are, and it's just incredible. Yeah. Um, I guess I don't know. It's probably running, we're probably like nearing that end of time. But I guess one question I have for you. Um, let's do two. Okay, one might be a bit deep. That's why I want to end on a happy note. But I guess um, in that, like, I feel like I'm I'm basically running these questions off my experience of you and asking the questions because I believe you do some things really beautifully and really well. And one of those things that I love about you is that you really know how to bring who you are to God in the good and the bad. Mm -hmm. And you're someone that you know how to bring your pain to him. You know how to bring your hopes, your joy, your expectations, your frustration. Like you know how to bring it to him. Mm -hmm. Can you like maybe in simple, whatever way you want to describe it, like how you do that and not as like a formula, but I think, oftentimes we view God as the Bible and we forget that he actually wants to be involved in those things. Like you made that comment of like, 
he actually cares about my heart mm-hmm. and he cares about what I'm going through and who I am. Like, how do you bring that part of yourself towards him? And how do you allow him to in turn, like have that dialogue mm-hmm. of you coming to him and then you waiting and listening to receive from him? Because I've like, I've seen that in you. You go away in your room and you come out like almost like I've been I've met with God and now like I've got vision I've got insight like you have this beautiful way of doing that yeah which I don't think the world would know about you so I'm telling the world about you <laughs> like telling them all my stories all my secrets <laughs> um Psalm 139 says that like he's obsessed with me everywhere I go he's there so he already knows Like he already knows my frustration. He already knows my hurt. Mm -hmm. He knows me the best. He is like the maker and keeper of my heart. He's literally sustaining my breath. Like I could die just in this podcast episode and it would never come to be, but he is giving me another breath right now. Like he's sitting with me right now because he said he would never leave. So the thing about God is like when he says something, it actually is true and it comes to pass. So unlike a human or unlike well-intentioned friends who say, um, like, like if you came to my house right now and you said, I'm going to be here until the night's over. I'm like, okay, that's fine. You're welcome to be here. You're probably going to go to the bathroom. You're probably going to go get something to eat. There'll probably be a minute that we are not together. Unlike that, unlike God, God is never leaving me. Never. When he said he would never leave, he's never leaving. He's there when I rise. He's there when I sleep. He's there when I'm walking. He's there when I'm sitting. So I think the idea that he's never leaving me um, invites me to bring, to be honest with him because he already knows. Um, He knows whenever I was gossiping about my friend. He knows whenever I had a bad thought in my heart. He knows when I was really excited about that situation. So it's good for me to be honest with God because he already knows. And then he gets to bring him, which is wisdom, insight, healing, comfort, joy into my situation. So it, it's both parts. It's, it is me saying, God, do you already know about this? So here's what I'm feeling about it. Um, do you have anything to say? Do you mm-hmm. have any insight? Like today I was literally journal- journaling because I haven't journaled in a really long time. And I started journaling about our Nashville trip, which missed you on it. But I just started writing out, like, it's not for the sake of him knowing. He already knows. But there's, sometimes we have to, like, clean our own heart. We have to clean our own cluttered junk drawer just so that we, me and him, can sort through it on our own or together. And so... Yeah, I think that reality that he already knows and then he can help you. And then he loves me unconditionally. There's nothing that he like is weighing his love or affection on except for the blood of Jesus. And that is forever. So um, I could I could screw up every day for the rest of my life and he would think the same about me. So I think holding those true truths 
those two truths really close and high whenever I'm crossing the Lord. Like, number one, he's always with me because he's obsessed with me. Read Psalm 139. If you read Psalm 139 about anybody else, you would think this person's a stalker. <laughs> you would. You would. And that's God. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. And, and then he loves me all the time. And there's nothing that I could do that's good or bad that would make him love me less. I love that. Yeah, it's, it's simple. It's simple. But yeah, I think just being honest with your heart and letting the walls come down, even with God, because he's like already on the other side of the wall, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so remembering that nothing is too dirty for him. Like, yeah. maybe often we're old because we're scared that, his response is not gonna, but like nothing's too dirty for him, right? Like nothing. the Bible is full of people that aired their dirty laundry before God. <laughs> and his love wasn't weighed on that. His love was, was consistent and faithful. And that doesn't mean he won't convict. It just means that like his love can come in as soon as we open our hearts and like, you know this already, but we're gonna open our heart. We're allowing love to come in and settle yeah. on those places. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's our human way of, oh, sorry. No, no, you're good. You go. <laughs> That's our, our human way of knowing I aired this dirty laundry. Do you love me still? And that's sometimes how we treat each other. Like I, you have this dirty laundry, so I'm going to differ my love or uh, I have this dirty laundry. Do you differ your love? And God just doesn't do that. So that's all I have to say. I love that. I wanted to end on like a fun, like, I don't know. Like, what are you most excited about for season two? What was one favorite memory of season one? Maybe let's do that question. What, like, we're going to end out season one of this podcast. Okay. Obviously, we had some really brilliant conversations and you you did the thing. You literally did. You made a podcast in your room. <laughs> you just did it. You just, you just, like, you know what? I'm just going to freaking do it. And you did it. And I just you know. did it. Yeah. Like what's something that like, I don't know, maybe it could be one thing that someone said or a favorite memory or moment from season one that you're just like, oh, that was just, it's a memory that I'll cherish. Or, I mean, obviously you have lots of them, but like, yeah. was there anyone you're like, that was just really good? Yeah, honestly, I am really a fan of every single person I had on season one. Yeah. Every single story was just magnificent. What I'm thinking about is the one from Cassie Shatanis. And she talked about uh, marriage and she talked about infertility. And she um, has had two miscarriages before her two um, babies on earth. And she, in the middle of our podcast, it was one of those things where we kind of, we felt like the Lord was, really sitting at the table with us and in the middle of the podcast she prays for women who are struggling with infertility and it was so powerful it was really powerful just to hear her um, pray to God and and declare God you you made our bodies to birth generations so would you do that in women who are listening today and it, it was just so powerful it was powerful and then um I uploaded it and released it and I didn't realize, but the day that I released it was the day of 
um, oh, I, I'm going to get the name wrong, but it was like remem remembrance of infertility and pregnancy loss. Yeah. And it was the same day that I launched it or I released it. And that wasn't planned, but it was only the Lord. And I thought, wow, God, you're really good. And you're really intentional with this yeah. conversation. So, I mean, I, I think I had so many good conversations and so many good different stories. Um, but that was probably one of my top, top favorites of seeing the alignment with heaven, with what was already happening. And we just didn't have a clue. I love that. Mm -hmm. I think it's so good. I think I love that you've, you've done it. I love that you've, yeah, I just, I love that you've created a space to just have conversation across time zones, across life experiences, across all these different factors. And you're just bringing people together just to talk about the faithfulness of God and what they've walked through. I think it's really, I think it's going to be really beautiful to see, um, the effect that these conversations are having on people's lives and I can't wait to hear the stories of people saying I listened to that podcast and I I received the prayer and I had like you know my I had a child like of my own on earth and I also think it's going to be beautiful to hear the stories of breakthrough of people getting freedom from realizing oh god loves me that much like yes. so I love that you've done this Tiff and I'm really proud of you Thank you. And I feel honored that I got to interview you. <laughs> I was like, I want to ask a few questions. <laughs> you're a great interviewer. Thank you. This was fun. Oh, you're so welcome. Yeah, I think the world needed to hear a little bit of like your story and your your perspective in this whole thing. Because obviously you're interviewing everyone else, but I'm like, oh, I know that like, and obviously it comes out in bits and pieces, but I'm like, you have so much wisdom and depth inside of you that I'm like, the world needs to hear this. And I hope that you get interviewed more often. <laughs> like really, because I think that there's so much like that you have. And whenever anyone talks to you for like a minute or two minutes, it's like, I think it's just, it shines and you can see it. So yeah. Thank you. So thanks for having me. <laughs> of course, I will be interviewing you very soon. Oh, can't wait. I don't know what I'll talk about, but I'll work it out. <laughs> yeah, we'll work it out. All right, G. Well, thank you again for interviewing me. And this was fun to have a little table talk with G, a little morning table talk. With a cup of coffee. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers, cheers mate. <laughs>